1: Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Bite. This is the Sooner
2: Sports Podcast, your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, so it is Tuesday, and it's time for the game plan. Voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, We always record this as soon as the Bob Stoops press conference wraps up. Boy, Bob, uh, Bob knows his Ohio State, doesn't he? Yeah, my name. That's what took me aback from we that borrow press conference. Your Ohio State notes. Ah, here that's you go. I'm here between us, I pages upon pages of game
1: notes ready for you. That's good, Toby Roland. What both stood schools out? are ready for this game because both schools have printed game notes <laughs> early in the week. This isn't always the case. What uh, What stood Bob. out today from Stoops? Um. You know, one, what you said, there's a lot of times with coaches, not just with Bob, but you'll hear them say, number eight's quite a player, or we got to watch out for 53. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He's got the Ohio State roster memorized. Um, You know, I guess a couple of things. One, Urban Meyer's press conference and press availability was going on Monday as well, and uh, JT Barrett said that he's going to be talking to Tom Herman. I think Urban Meyer has come out and said that he's – Tom Herman's helping him with the game plan. Yep. This is the Houston coach and everything, which is not surprising. I, it is a little surprising that they would be so outward about it to me. Kind of keep that behind closed doors, right? I mean, usually – I mean, you know, usually you kind of say you don't go, yeah, these this team that beat them, we're going to go talk to them about how they beat them. I just thought that was interesting. It's not surprising at all. I think that, you know, logically, if you say, all right, what is Oklahoma's counter to that? Well, Bob Stoops' best friend in coaching might be Mark D'Antonio at Michigan State, who went into Columbus and, and handed Ohio State a loss last year. So if you're looking for, all right, who's brain is Bob going to pick for more info about Ohio State? I don't think there's any doubt that it's that that's who it is. Is is there a
2: unspoken rule that a conference mate wouldn't help out a non-conference foe? I, I, I'm just kidding. Yeah. And again, because I would love that. I don't know. That's a good question. I would love that. I mean, <laughs> if they're getting that leg up from a guy who's so. already spent a lot of time prepping, yeah, why not? What does Michigan State have to lose? I mean, Big Ten's already getting all kinds of love early in the season. They've got, what, seven teams ranked right now? Yeah. I
1: mean, what, what are you going to lose if Ohio State goes out and gets knocked off by Oklahoma? I mean, I, yeah, I've never heard of that. I mean, that makes sense, but I've never heard that that was necessarily the case. So I would think that D'Antonio would pick up the phone if uh, if Bob called. Could be wrong about that, but but I would think so. Um what else? Uh Greg Schiano I thought had some interesting things to say about uh Baker Mayfield. He said that preparing for him reminds me of when I was trying to prepare for Brett Favre when he, when I wow. was in Chicago and and uh and I could see the similarities there, you know, a guy that extends plays and and uh such as that. So uh, that was interesting. Anything else? out? Sounds like they're pretty healthy. You know, there were some guys, you were down there on the sidelines, Charles Walker and DJ Ward and Dimitri Flowers and some guys on Saturday that you said, ooh, I hope that he's okay for next week. And it sounds like other than maybe Daniel Brooks, Everybody's okay. That Will Johnson looks like he's going to be okay to go. Suspended players will be back. Everybody, yeah, back. So I think they're about as healthy as they can be. Now, who knows what happens in practice this week, but as of Monday, it looks like that's the case. So... Um, I don't know. It's a big time week. I mean, it just feel you know, press conference feels different. You wake up uh, Monday morning and it I feels, was nervous. Yeah, it feels different. <laughs> uh, you and I, you know, just total number of media requests that everybody yeah. has and that you're filling. And um, it just has that buzz about it, that this is a big week. And then when you start looking at the numbers. Ohio states and national championships and Heisman's of these two programs and the all-time AP rankings and all that kind of stuff then I mean you know this is this is kingdom type stuff this is a yeah. dude, these are two kingdoms colliding this isn't a football game you know this is Ohio State is a massive deal and Oklahoma is a massive deal and for them to be on the field together in a very important football game Saturday night if you've got a ticket and you're in the stadium be thankful because this is a this is a special occasion I you know it's funny
2: because I was thinking back to Tennessee last year when we made the trip and how many people you would run into that uh, we went to dinner. I don't know. I don't remember what the area was called. Like yeah, downtown, the square yeah, area. Yeah, you know? it was really cool. And I can remember running into so many Sooner fans. They're like, hey, this is my buddy. He's lived out here in Tennessee. We made plans as soon <laughs> right. as this can't on the schedule. And I'm telling you what, I think there's a lot of that with this game i Uh think there's the ohio state fan base is massive and i think there's a lot of ohio state fans around here that as soon as this game came hey we're getting tickets we're going to be there uh i you know how blessed have we been tennessee um notre dame to go there and have them play here florida state was the first road game we called right that's right yeah it's unbelievable how Oklahoma has consistently stepped up in its non-conference scheduling. And this is the fruits of the labor. And now the dress rehearsal is over with the stadium. I can't wait to see what that
1: atmosphere you just got to win like it on Saturday. Yes, yeah, got to win the game. And, and, and they have been really good at that. You know, mm-hmm. they, they swept Florida State. They split with Notre Dame. They swept Tennessee. So that is uh, five of the last six in these marquee massive showdowns that they've won. I mean, against big-time programs. And the only one they lost, ironically, was here at home, the Notre Dame game. So, But you got to win it. I mean, it's great to schedule it, and it's a lot of fun, and, and we are certainly thankful that Bob Stoops and Joe Castiglione has the scheduling philosophy they have, and obviously Ohio State does as well. Uh, but they lose this game. You know, you're not you're not getting to the final four if you got two no. losses, probably. So this is a big, big, big football game.
2: But I, but I said this earlier. I didn't really flesh out this take. This this wasn't one of those that I practice whenever I was driving into work, like I do you, most. Do you do that some? I do that a lot. I do that more than I should. My wife is tired. My, my wife can't stand to drive with me because I do a talk show while i You I'm practice
1: your takes to your wife. I basically in the find
2: park. myself talking to myself, is what it is. It's not like really practice. Right. It's like, hey, babe, what do you think about this? And then five minutes later, she's like, yeah. I haven't taken a breath yet. (laughs) But you almost get the sense. You almost get the sense that this is something that's very rare in sports to where it's not 100% true. But, Toby, it's almost like you get a mulligan. What happened against Houston Mm -hmm. can be not completely erased, but very much minimized if you go out and beat Ohio State. Because... There's not a lot of people that are going to run the table. Heck, Houston has a heck of a game on Thursday night against Cincinnati. In fact, I think Cincinnati might beat Houston on Thursday night. You've got an opportunity, even though the Big 12 has scu- uh, struggled with a lot of other teams outside of, say, what, what what Texas has done so far, you got a chance to kind of erase that in a lot of ways, don't you, in, in the eyes of the, the pundits and the
1: pollsters out there? Yeah, well, I mean, if you had lost to Houston, and your next two games were run of the mill non conference games and and then you had the Big Twelve. You know, I think the Big Twelve, you know, they had a bad weekend last weekend and maybe down a little bit this year. Then if you're sitting at eleven and one, um, you know, there's a question there. Obviously it depends on what everybody else does. But what the Ohio State game gives you is the chance for a Marquee top of the line. There is no doubt we're deserving to be in the conversation. Victory. If you beat you Ohio State, then Oklahoma is right back in the conversation. Now they still got to run the table. They still got to win the Big Twelve. All that stuff. But um, it's yeah. I mean it's it's kind of a chance to to uh, hit a mulligan or or hit the reset switch or whatever. So, but man, beating Ohio State is a mouthful. They're impressive. I mean,
2: it, I, I... It's an I, NFL factory Urban's got going on. I am very much uh, a fan of my alma mater, and I thought they might have a chance to keep it a little bit closer, and they ran the ball well on him early. But, man, they Ohio State found another gear, Toby, defensively that right. really stood out to me in watching that game tape uh, late last night. I do think, though... You, you would ask Ted Lehman a question earlier. I'm going to see if Teddy can come on with us on our Thursday show. But you would ask Ted... If there was an area where you thought Oklahoma might have an advantage, and I think they have a chance to run the football against him, there's more digging to do. But where have have you been able to think about that a little bit deeper? Where oh, you might Maybe. have an advantage. Maybe I, I,
1: I don't know where they have an advantage. I, I think Baker's a better thrower than JT Barrett is, not by a lot, but I think he's a, a more prolific passer. JT's better on the ground. I mean, he's got he's got better wheels than Baker does. Um, comparisons on the defensive line I think are pretty good. I think Oklahoma's defensive line is really good, really talented really deep, so is Ohio State The One thing at least at this point in the week that stands out to me is that Ohio State has caused in two games Nine turnovers, and seven of those are interceptions. They've got seven interceptions in two games. It's impressive. Oklahoma has none. Yep. None. They've they've caused only two turnovers, and they both were fumbles. Zero picks. If Oklahoma's going to win this game, that stat has to be flopped on Saturday. They've got to not only turn over JT Barrett or pick him off, but maybe even – do what Ohio State did against Tulsa, which is a pick six. You know, kind of a momentum-turning big play like that. uh, They're not going to win this game and be a negative in the turnover category. And you could say that about a lot of games probably. But uh, you look at how Houston beat Oklahoma. There was a lot of different areas where they were really good. But there was the one play where it was a gut, gut punch, this game belongs to us now play. And Oklahoma needs one of those Saturday night. Maybe it's a pick six. Maybe it's a scoop and score. Maybe it's Joe Mixon in the punt game or something like that. But if this is all offense versus defense... Um, Oklahoma probably deserves to be, at this point, a three-point underdog. they got to make one of those plays. Yeah, that's, and
2: I was trying to – I don't think I phrased it real well, but that's kind of the point I was trying to make to Oboe whenever we were talking to him during the press conference today is the importance of maybe getting a play like that early. Uh, not to say you're going to go out and do it every time the opponent has the football, but I was, I was thinking about some of the big games here where Oklahoma had success. Miami, Florida State, I think you were on the sidelines. That's where right. both so those, I mean, those are games Florida State, yeah. Florida State, they were Miami was the year before, right? I mean, those were games where Oklahoma got a couple of big turnovers early and the crowd took over and it was done. Yeah. Now, Ohio State might be better than both of those teams when they came in here, but just I was thinking of those examples as where you had a turnover that changed the entire momentum and the complexion of the game and may. Maybe that's something Oboe with a strip sack or a Charles Walker, whomever, can do to try
1: to get things going defensively for this team early. I think a guy who's going to have a great chance for that is Paris Cobb or Dakota Austin, whoever is that other corner or maybe both of them. Because, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to see what Ohio State's game plan is going to be. If he's talking to Tom Herman or if you're watching Oklahoma's game film is that they picked on that corner, yeah. that other corner beside, you know, not Jordan Thomas. And uh, so I think that Parrish Cobb and or Dakota Austin, maybe Micaiah Quick, I think it's going to be Cobb, though, is in for a workload Saturday night. Now, if it's not going well, then that's bad. But he also is going to be given a lot of chances to make a big play. You know, they they sling one out there and it's not on target and he has a pick six, then he goes down in Sooner lore. So he's a central focal point of this game. I think, without a doubt. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this for one
2: final look back on Saturday night with Louisiana Monroe. But before I do, let me remind you, the game plan is brought to you by the Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort is the place to be, and by Allstate, a proud sponsor of Oklahoma football. It's good to be in good hands. Louisiana Monroe, did you see the Sooners clean up
1: some of the stuff that needed to be cleaned up? Because I feel like I... I did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, running game, better. Baker, better. The other corner spot, you know, didn't get tested a lot, and they had a, a, a breakdown in the second half, but for the most part, better. Um, yeah, I I think that uh, it's hard to come out of that game and maybe high-five and say, all right, everything's fixed because the caliber, caliber of opponent was obviously a step down. But like I said to you before... We have had plenty of those games where you come out of it saying, uh-oh, you know, if they couldn't move the ball against X, they're going to have a real hard time against Y, uh, you know, Ohio State, right? you know, if they had a hard time running it against Houston, if they had had a hard time running the ball Saturday night against Louisiana Monroe, gulp, you know, but they didn't, they, they were big chunk yards and Joe and Samaje looked great. Baker looked like Baker. He didn't look all antsy and and uh, discombobulated like he was trying to force anything. Yeah, he yeah, just he was calm. slinging it all over the place. A bunch of different receivers, not really getting out of the pocket a whole lot. He was pretty much just setting up camp in the pocket and firing it around. So, um, it was great. I mean, it was it was a win. They were supposed to win it. They won it by about as much as they were supposed to win it, and it looked um, it looked clean. Now, obviously. Much, much more difficult tests out of <laughs> A
2: little bit more challenging. Much, much, much more difficult down. tests. I am excited, though, to see the Buckeyes. I mean, I, they, let's just be honest. Whenever you have, and I've mentioned the names already, the teams that are marquee programs that are coming in, I think they're bringing their band.
1: Who sits at the Knights of the Roundtable in college football? Ooh, I like that better than the um, Mount Rushmore. I think there are five. Okay. Oklahoma. Correct. Alabama. Go ahead. Notre Dame. It's my Teddy Layman impersonation. <laughs> go, yeah. go ahead. You're right. So far. Uh Oklahoma, Alabama, Notre Dame. I think there's two more. Ohio State? That's yes, absolutely. USC. USC. All right, so we I agree think with those that. are the five. Um, Charleston Southern in there anywhere? They're a step below. <laughs> I think those are the five that sit at the Knights of the Round table in the world of college football. There are others like Michigan and, and, and others who are just a step below that, I think. But I think those are the – you need a fifth face for the Mount Rushmore because those are the five of biggest boys. And any time – any of those five play each other, like we saw Alabama and USC play a not very competitive game this year. We've seen Oklahoma and Alabama play some doozies yeah. in the last, uh, you know, say in the Bob Stoops era. Uh, it is special. It's a it's a gift for the sport of college football, and we're going to get that Saturday. Were you on the sidelines for the OU Tech jump around game? I was not. No, that was the- 08, I started
2: '09. You, but but you covered that game, right? Sure. Yeah. I'm ready for us to have another game that we talk about the crowd being crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone always goes back to, "Oh wow, 2008 OU Tech." I'm I'm ready for there to be a a new it game
1: yeah. for the crowd. Why can't it be this game on Saturday night? Yeah, that they was a, that was a party in the in the crowd's defense. I think there have been a lot of occasions. In recent years, tense, close football games where, especially when Oklahoma's on defense, they have been a factor. Right. The thing that made that night different is it was a blowout. Yeah. I mean, it was forty-two over. to 7 at the half. It was over early. And, and it was so two the, versus five. The whole second half was a party. It was, there was no tension in the building. There was no nervousness. It was just, let's party. And so that, that's what it turned into. It turned into a dance party in the yeah. fourth quarter. Yeah. And, it did, and,
2: that, and that dance party started about midway in the first there half. There will
1: be tension. On Saturday night,
2: <laughs> my prediction. It may be loud in there, but it will be tense. <laughs> okay, I, I, I know we've gone a little bit longer than what we typically like to have on the show, but stadium. I, I, I we each had unique perspectives. You in the press box, me down on the field. You, you did a lot in the pregame and kind of walking around, checking it out. What were your initial respo-
1: uh, thoughts? Um, you know, I had seen it from afar. You know, just what it looks like, and it looks spectacular. Uh. This big screen and and the the suites and everything looked spectacular. I hadn't awesome. had an opportunity till Saturday to look at it up close, to walk around through the suites and the club areas and the seating areas and the loge boxes and I mean. All I can think of is you know when you go to somebody else's house in a fancier neighborhood and you say oh I did, right. I didn't know that this is so... and then you go back to your house right, and right. you're like man why don't we get marble countertops honey you know <laughs> that's the way it was when I when I go over to that part I'm like this is really first class mm-hmm. I mean it they did it right and what a treat! I mean, what a what a treat that is to uh, for Owen Field to be like that, and they're, they're not done. I mean, I I can't wait to see what it looks like outside and the when they get all that done, and obviously underneath for the weight rooms and the pre- and locker rooms and all that kind of stuff. But just what we've seen so far, uh, they did it first class.
2: Did uh did could he tell you we got lost? No. We we got lost. No. Welcome. Me me and the, her and the camera guy. We're coming uh-huh. back over to the press box afterwards and. It's not your typical, you know, back in the day, you just cross and, sure. and you go. I mean, there's a, a little different
1: way. There's kind of a tunnel. I don't know where we ended up. <laughs> you know what my son uh, said? How we ended up there. Trevor, who's a student here now, said in the fourth quarter, you know, the game was over. He, him and his buddies just took off walking over there to look around. And I said, what do you think? He said, Dad, they got escalators. <laughs> That, that's what stood out. That, none of the other fancy stuff or anything. It was like, Dad, there's escalators. Oh,
2: man. Well, we'll dial you up on Thursday uh, to join us for the tailgate because I think a game like this deserves
1: more Toby Rollins. so enjoy game week. <laughs> Sounds it should good. be thanks, fun. Thanks. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah.
2: Thursday. You got a big event, what,
1: Thursday night? That's right, yeah. I don't really know a lot about it yet. Right. But uh, I know that Thursday night in Oklahoma City there's a big uh, – OU-Ohio State combined event that there's going to be a a bunch of uh, some of the historical figures and Sooners and Buckeyes history are going to be there. Historical figures in history. Yeah, that that works. That's redundant. That's redundant.
2: Historical, yeah.
1: So, maybe I'll know more info when we chat on Thursday, but it's going to be fun. Thanks, buddy. This has
2: been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at SoonerSports.tv slash podcast.
1: And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.